we do not get to have harvest without winter. And so every time you go through something, a new dream, a new vision, a new process, there will be a winter. So don't resist it. Don't dread it. It's how you harvest. It's where you're built. It's like you're being built right now. You're being built. So just know that when you're in that, like that is you're becoming a warrior. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in again. It literally means the world to me. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. And it's so much fun to see you guys on stories and where you're listening and what you got out of the episode. So I always love when you tag me and I can actually see your faces. You guys, this is the part two of our living room session. So this is the Q&A portion. And if you've never tuned in before, we are doing a series called the Live Living Room Sessions, where we record in person in Phoenix, Arizona, with a live studio audience. You can get tickets to this, you guys. Just DM me and let me know. We only have about 40 spots per session. It's so much fun. It's totally intimate. And the first hour of this particular session was about anointing yourself and stop waiting to be anointed. So if you didn't tune into that, go check that out because this is part two, where it is a live Q&A from the audience. And some of the questions that you're going to hear are how do we evaluate which coaches are good for you and what self-development could actually help grow your business. Some of the other questions are how do you get yourself to show up even when you don't feel good and life isn't going your way? Or how do you know when you're ready to get out of the learning loop and actually start implementing? People getting clear on their visions and asking about, you know, how they can become more clear talking about book routines and writing books. And another question is about consciously making consistent good choices and how to develop those good habits. So you guys, if you are interested in Lindsay Schwartz and I's answers to these questions, this episode is for you. And I just also want to share that this was recorded at the Good Vibes Media Studio. And this place is so freaking cool. It's based in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a woman-owned and operated studio space that was built for photographers, content creators, podcasters, filmmakers, and all creatives. It has five studio spaces available for rent. Each studio offers a different vibe for diversity and creative content. So you can learn more about the studio and the memberships and the event rentals if you follow the Good Vibe Studios, or you can visit the Good Vibe Studios. You guys, I just did a photo shoot in the studio and I am so obsessed. I will be shooting a ton more of my content there and also my product content. So let's get into the episode. This is actually our favorite part of the night, which where is where we get to answer your questions and get to shout you out what you're up to on both of our podcasts. And we have someone who's willing to go first, whether she really wanted to or not. She flew in. We, for we this anointed event. her. It's the only time we can anoint anyone. We anointed her. <laughs> And she's also up to some really cool things. So give it up for Alyssa, everybody. Alyssa! 
thank you guys for doing this and for hosting this event because it's incredible. Um, my name is Alyssa Morton, and I have a book launching on Sunday, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Welcome to the Room, Mama, and it is the mompreneur's guide to getting out of your head, ditching the mom guilt, and building a successful business. Oh, wow. that's so, so good. good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm 26, and I have five businesses of my own with two kids under two years old. So, Holy uh, shit. Like, <laughs> do wow. anything. Do you do cocaine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so I okay. want to ask you, because I'm trying to build my network and really make sure I'm putting myself in the right rooms and working with the right coaches, because I've worked with some in the past that didn't give me what I thought I was going to get out of it and really make sure that I was working on the goals that I had and support me in the way that I needed. So how do you evaluate what you're going to be joining and like who you're going to be working with? Make sure it's a good fit for you. I feel strongly about this one just because, number one, I don't think you can get a good coaching experience without first getting one that doesn't work because it really teaches you that you have to be your own advocate for that stuff. I think that a great way to do it is testimonials and actually asking who they worked with and getting on the phone with those people is a big one. Seeing who they're working with and potentially asking you asking questions of someone who is in a spot that you want first and saying, what are the questions I should be asking them? Because even in what I'm in right now, where I'm, you know, if I was talking about manufacturing and supply chain, I don't know what questions I should be asking them. So I actually got on a call with somebody to have them coach me on the questions I should ask during the interview process of working with someone. Otherwise, they're going to tell you all these things that sound really amazing and really flashy. And you're going to be like, that sounds awesome because they're going to know what to tell you to get you to buy. And it doesn't make them a bad person. It makes them a really great salesperson who may not be able to quite deliver on that. And, you know, I think that that's part of the journey of I've absolutely bought from people where I'm like, oh, got it. Okay. Got to advocate for ourselves and do that next step. And that's one of the ways that I'm doing it right now. And I've had that too. My very first mastermind was I realized really quickly that I wasn't clear enough about what I wanted or needed. So I realized that it wasn't a great fit, but I also was committed since it was a year long to make it a great fit and get all the value I could out of it. So it actually ended up being a really positive experience. But what I didn't know to ask, to Lori's point, was I didn't know to ask specifically, what am I looking for in this season? Because I've joined masterminds. I mean, Chris has one of the most amazing masterminds. And I joined his in a season where I really wanted to be in a room that stretched me. And I showed up differently. And how I approached my business was different because of the group that he curates. That year was all about putting myself in a place where I was the dumbest person in the room. And the then spot. last year, it's the best spot. Last year, the group that I was I was really craving was we specifically wanted instruction on how to grow our e-course. So we found someone who was really, really great and had a great track record in growing our e-course. So knowing, are you joining a program or a mentorship for the relationships? Because there will be times where that's the main thing. Are you growing it because this person has a specific, are you joining it because this person has a specific skill set that you want to learn and they've maybe built the exact type of business you want to build? Or is it kind of a combination? So I think that it is getting kind of saturated in terms of like coaching and what's available. But I also think that when I pay attention, I'm a pretty intuitive decision maker. 
I pay attention to who shows up on my radar and who I feel like a hell yes to working with. And I really trust that. That's a little bit woo-woo, but it's never really led me wrong, including this year I decided, okay, this is a year I'm not joining something because this is my implementation year. So also being able to check yourself when it's maybe a feeling of like, oh, I need someone else to tell me what to do next versus I know what to do. I just need to put my head down and do it. Thank you. When life just gets in the way and you just feel like crying all the time, whether it's like you lost, you know, like a bad relationship. I had a miscarriage like right before Christmas and it was in the middle of like all this book stuff. So how do you get yourself back into the groove and like you want to feel motivated again and inspired and like just not show up because it's a job, but show up because you love it. Like Mm. feel like you love it. There's, you're not, you're going to go through phases where you don't love it. Like allowing that to be okay too, because that is life and, you know, the grace that you have to have on yourself for going through what you went through. And, you know, if you can take some time, take the time or you won't be able to do this. The, your Our careers, you guys, something I really want to get across to this room is longevity. Like majority of people in these industries burn out because they think that they're supposed to show up and love it all the time. So we're trying to force ourselves and force ourselves. And at the end of the day, you're not going to like this, but your passion is your, it becomes a job. And so knowing like there's, there's these incredible moments that are amazing and trying to like bask in them and be so excited and happy about them. But yeah, your dream gets monotonous. It's when you can find the magic in the monotony and knowing that some days are just going to, you're going to have years. You will have years. You'll have sometimes two years, sometimes maybe three. That feels like a winter where you're kind of just showing up and and being really honest about where you're at, but giving your best in that season because your best in that season is going to look different than your best in your best season. But the people who last in this industry or any industry, right? Beyonce still shows up, but I can guarantee she's done concerts where she's like, okay, my husband cheated on me and this really blows do you think she was like, I, but I want to show up loving it. No, she showed up and still danced her ass off and went home and probably cried her eyes out. Like that is life. And I think when we can accept that is when we understand like those are magical moments too. And you're going to have probably equal winters to your summers and not probably you are because that is the world and life and seasons and how the, if you look around at mother nature and everything, it really reflects how life works. And there are four seasons and you can't avoid them. And we do not get to have harvest without winter. And so every time you go through something, a new dream, a new vision, a new process, there will be a winter. So don't resist it. Don't dread it. It's how you harvest. It's where you're built. It's like you're being built right now. You're being built. So just know that when you're in that, like that is you're becoming a warrior. Hello. I'm so excited to be here and I'm glad you guys are doing this. So thank you so much. My name is Helen Raptopoulos. My company is Aim for Ideal. I'm a lifestyle designer. My question is something I struggle with personally. So do my clients, so do my best friends who are entrepreneurs. And that is, I would love your advice and feedback on how to get out of the learning loop. You know, where you're hiring coaches, you're buying courses, you're doing webinars, you're signing up for free challenges, and there's podcasts, and there's books. And I know there's a psychological level there where maybe we don't quite feel good enough or ready. But outside of that, it feels like you're moving forward, but you're not moving the needle forward when you're learning. 
Good. I think this is the perfect question to piggyback off of Alyssa's yeah, first that. question too. And you texted me this this week. I yeah, love I this question. I did. <laughs> so let's answer it here instead of for the other Q&A right. podcast. This is great. I think you have some self-awareness to know that you're in the loop if you're asking the question. And that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. So I think it's it's a matter of saying, okay, let me look at what I've committed to. Sometimes you you take a course and you realize that you just needed that one module and that's okay that you didn't complete the whole course. We're going through, we just bought one from a friend of ours, Amy Porterfield, on list building because we're both really committed to building our lists. And there was some stuff in the course that we just fast forwarded through because we didn't need that piece. So letting it be okay to go through and cherry pick the things that you need, but make sure that after you've done that, have a period of time where you're like, okay, I'm not going to think about the other courses. Right now, my priority is, let's say, list building. I'm going to dedicate the next 90 days to implementing what this course taught me. Because if you try to implement everything from every course, that's where you end up going nowhere, right? So I think it's getting clear what's your main priority right now for the next 90 days, which of the many courses and many mentors that you want to learn from is probably the best person to serve that specific need. And then consume whatever it is that you have. And and I do think there's even something like to the feeling of completion that we give ourselves. Sometimes we underestimate that it's like this slow internal loss of confidence in ourselves when we buy something and we don't complete it. So either declare it complete because you got what you needed from that course or commit, put yourself a little schedule together to say, okay, Q1, I'm going to commit to completing this course and implementing it. Then I'm going to move on to course two or whatever it is. Or some of them you might just say, okay, I think I got what I needed. It's kind of like, so there's certain pieces of clothing I buy that I I just never wear. They go, it goes, it gets donated with the tag still on. But I got what I needed from the emotional high I got when I purchased that shirt. And I appreciated it hanging in my closet. But really, like sometimes you're like, okay, I see that I bought this one because I felt FOMO because my friend was doing it, or maybe I'm Mm -hmm. not, just declare it complete. But I think we leave so many open loops. We don't complete things. Yeah, I can, you're breathing a sigh of relief here. So don't put pressure on yourself that you're going to complete all the courses, but pick the ones that you are going to complete and then make sure you have action time. Oh my God. I love that. I'm actually, so we, we did the Amy Porterfield course and I kind of declared like, I'm not going to buy another one until I integrate what this was. So that's kind of my like finish line of, okay, let's, let's do these action steps that this taught me. And it's funny, I had bought another one, which I kind of haven't bought courses for years. And then I went on this rampage that I was like, <laughs> I don't, I actually don't need this. It was like a manifesting course. And I, then I felt bad about not doing it. So I literally declared yesterday, I deleted everything, the passwords, all the emails that were coming. And I was like, that's overwhelming. I'm done with it. I just don't need it right now. I need to take more action. All right. Who's got another question? I'm Tierney Sherelle. My community business podcast launching tomorrow is called Live Bold Movement. Ooh. And it's about shattering limitations and stepping into who God called you to be. And my question, it's kind of like we're going in this little timeline here, you know? Look I'm at like, that. okay, so we're in this spot where I'm like, okay, I have put the stake in the ground, you know, and I'm feeling really aligned and starting to show up as this next level version. And, you know, but nothing's happening. You know, it's like, how do you get Or is it? Well, that's true. Yeah. Or is it? 
Yeah. But just getting through that ne- that phase where- What do you, you mean when you say nothing's happening? Well, I'm in that phase where it's like, I feel like I'm being consistent. I'm doing the things and there's not a lot of engagement. There's not a lot of- What are you waiting for? What's your expectation of the engagement? I mean, I have a big vision for, you know, like an annual event and coaching programs and things like that. And obviously very inspired by the two of you, you know, seeing what you're doing. So you're waiting for more engagement in order to do that. I feel like I'm doing it, but it's not, it's probably, that's the timing. You know, I have the huge vision. I have the huge expectations and it's not happening quickly. (laughs) So what is the question? Just how do you get through that interim period, you know, that, that transition period where you're showing up as that next level person, but you said you're not, it, it's not being seen quite yet. Oh, I feel for everybody in it because I am in it all the time. You're, you're always in it. I don't know how to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this feeling you're getting will be for the rest of your life, no matter what, because your audience will never be big enough. You'll never be doing what you want to be doing. And you'll always compare yourself to someone else. So it's so important to like fall into the work because you like doing it and you like knowing that if you show up, potentially other people could be listening. And there's, there's a lot of action steps that go with that too. So it it sounds like you want some more eyes and audience and listenership, things like that. Is that correct? When, when you say it's not happening fast enough, what do you want to be happening? The impact. But what is, but I need measurement so I can tell you what to do. So how is that measured? Oh, wow. Because um, if it's not clear, if you don't have a target, you won't hit it. Yeah. So like, I can't tell you what action to take because you don't have a target. So this is actually awesome. I love that you don't. This is great news because you need to go home and say, what does impact mean to me? Because in the grand scheme, there's this world, there's the spiritual world, there's the manifesting, there's the, this is what I want. And then there's the actual tangible action plan that you have to have in place every day and know your movements to get those measurements, to get those numbers. And if you guys are missing that, you're not getting anywhere. So that's so cool. So I think the most important thing for you to do is go home and say, where do I want my podcast? What would that look like? Like, where would be this thing that makes me feel good about now I could do the event? Or maybe the event needs to be smaller. Maybe you need to start with 10 people. Maybe you need to do that now. But if you don't have measurements on what impact means to you and what you want to do, there's actually no way for me to tell you anything. So did did that help or is there a question that comes up around that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously I joined an amazing mastermind to uh Oh my god, figure amazing. That out. Good. <laughs> she's got a great Okay, mentor. well she's going to get you she's going to get mentor. you real clear. <laughs> Just can't yeah. wait till next week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I love okay, it. I love yeah. that you did that. So that's going to that's the thing, you guys, is sometimes we don't even know the questions that we're meant. I, I didn't know that I should be knowing, like, what does impact look like? What is that number? What's the place that I would feel good about before I launch that live event? And you have all these big dreams, but you don't know how to put them in place yet. And if you're in her mastermind, number one, for any for anyone listening, like, sometimes it takes people to help you go, let's sort this out. Because most people in this room are creative. So raise, raise your hand if you know you're more of a creative. Okay. We struggle with linear and linear plans and ideas. So I'm really excited for you because I think you're going to be able to like, when you can label that, you're going to feel so in control. Well, and I just want to add on top of it too, that it's like the analogy of planting a seed and digging it up, wondering why it hasn't sprouted something yet. It takes time. 
and consistency. And I'm speaking to myself in a previous season. I never gave it enough time. I didn't either. And when I finally started to do these bigger things, that's when I, I mean, I started the podcast. I don't even think I ever looked at the numbers for the first year. I was just focusing on the must building the muscle of being consistent. Same thing with Instagram, build the muscle of being consistent. Yes. Tweak your content based on what you're noticing people really respond to, but don't get so caught up in people aren't noticing yet because here's the biggest thing we miss. People are watching. They need to see you be consistent. They are watching way more people than engage with your stuff. Everybody in this room, more people are impacted by you than engage with you, but they need to see you be consistent. Those are the people, like the only reason anyone listens to us is we just kept showing up way longer than anyone else. No one was listening, you know? Literally. And that's the truth. It took a couple of years before I felt like I was getting traction. Years, plural. And that's just the truth. And I just want to share with you, even on social media, like it's a thing. So even right now, I so I hired a team about six months ago now to like make sure I'm posting every day and like getting in flow. And it took me three months to even find a little bit of a groove with this team. It's taken me six to be like, oh, I think I get what I like to do on social six months to figure out even who I am on social. And since I got interested and said what it means to me to be successful, at first it was like, well, I want to grow this much. Well, it's an interesting game right now. So I had to change my metrics. And so to be successful on Instagram meant to me to be consistent and to find my voice and like, like the content I'm putting out and have it attracting in the right people, have the right people commenting on it who I want in my atmosphere. So I had to change my metrics of what success looked like because my engagement was going down. I was losing followers the more I posted because the more I got consistent, the more people were deciding, do I like her or not? Right. Because our engagements being, our our audience has been being built for years. I got on there when it first started. And so now finally, after six months, my follower count went up by a thousand. Finally, six months, six months of day, like almost daily, almost daily. So I want to put it in perspective of what that looks like of that journey. And we're like, well, I've been posting every day for a month and my followers are still going down. That happened to me for five months. And it was discouraging because the more I posted, the more I lost people. And so I want to be really real in the game that we're in. Like if you're in this for a long period of time, it will mess with your head. So you need your own metrics of what success looks like. And it's the long game. People who we look at who are like, oh, they're amazing. They're in year 15. They're in year 15. They really are. Of the same thing. Of the same damn thing. So when we're in year one and we're wondering why we're not getting noticed, it's like, oh gosh, we're kind of just waiting for you to go away because you will. (laughs) I'm just being honest. We're kind of just like, oh man, they don't know. Like that's where the road gets slimmer. So if you can understand that and say, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm doing. And if you guys have to make income in another way, like great, do that. If this is what you love, because you're either in it because you love it and this is your purpose or, or you're going to have to go somewhere and make an income because at the end of the day, it's a job. It just is. And you love it and you can fall, re-fall in love with it, but it's a job. But I know you're, I know you're made for this. So you're good. Such a great question. It was such a good question. Pass it right next, right next door. Hey y'all, if you didn't know, Earn Your Happy is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. This is so exciting to me because I have been looking for a really good home for the show for 
I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. Hello. Hi, Michelle Hill, and I also have a book. I have a best-selling book on Amazon called Wake Up Bitch. Oh, love it. I'm awake. Awakening out of the ego and into the soul. I have two characters. Cece's my ego, Citrine's my soul. So they banter back and forth. Already love it. Cussing at each other. You know, so it's pretty fun. My question is, as an author, what is your book writing routine? What is your book foreplay, per se? What do you do to get in the mood? (laughs) <laughs> to write. <laughs> oh, I love the I love where this turned. Right? I love it. You feel me, right? So, so many much. Dirty I jokes. feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you so much. I'll I like I feel like all the cameras came out. I know. Am I blushing? Well, I like to light a candle. Just <laughs> uh it's interesting because book one to book two is totally different because I had more time because no one cared about what I was saying when I wrote the first book. (laughs) It was just me and my own thoughts. That's where I could have used your book, right, to help me through that, where now it's taking a lot more discipline to, like, carve out the time for writing. And I've had to be really, really honest with myself about where I'm at. So, like, we're hosting our mastermind retreat. I'm pointing to these two because they're in the mastermind next week. So I just emailed. I just... Whenever I say the word email, I do the thing with my fingers. Like, here's me, Kermit the Frog, emailing her. I just emailed to say, hey, can we push this back to March when I can give it my full attention? So I'm noticing that for me, if I have too many other things on my plate, my creativity really gets squashed. So right now, how it's looking, and I think it's just important to kind of know your own vibe, because we really only do have maximum, most people have like four hours of peak productivity a day. So when are my writing days? Because I'm kind of an all in type of person. I don't do well when I task switch. So Monday and Friday are like my creative writing days. And then what I did that worked really well when I was writing the first book that I plan to do again is no matter what, even if it's not my creative writing day, I write for 15 minutes minimum. So first thing in the morning, I kind of just pay attention to like, do I feel like writing right away? Do I feel like something's coming or do I need to go work out and move my body first? And then I'll do it right after. But I commit to writing for 15 minutes, even if it's total trash and I don't ever share it because sometimes the 15 minutes turns into two hours. Sometimes it's 
the hardest thing in the world to write for those 15 minutes. But back to the consistency piece, this is actually something I would recommend every single person do. If you want to make better content, if you want to feel more creative, just free write. I type it. You can write it in a journal if you want, but just write whatever's on your mind, whatever you're kind of being inspired by in that moment, write what you're struggling with. Just set a timer, write for 15 minutes, even if you never use it. But this is where I come up with podcast topics. It's where I come up with social media content. Because for me, I don't know whether it's going to be a day where all of a sudden, I'm sure you had these when you were writing, like the faucet turns on. I remember writing my first book and I was like, who wrote this? This is good. (laughs) But you don't know when that day is going to hit. You just have to sit down and like start writing, turn on the faucet. Foreplay. The foreplay, I'm going to use that from now. It's mm-hmm. sexier than a faucet. You got to war- <laughs> warm things up. Sometimes it stops at foreplay. Sometimes it goes all the way. <laughs> Elliot's so mad he's not here for this one. <laughs> but that's what has worked for me. So I think honoring also how my brain and my energy work best and noticing that like days when I look at my calendar and I'm like, <gasps> nothing. Those are the days where I actually Mm -hmm. feel most creative because there's space for my creativity. So check back with me when I actually start writing writing in March, and we'll see how that goes. Hi, I'm Alessia Citro, and I'm publicly announcing for the first time the new business that I'm starting after a failure. Thank God for that, by the way. Can we Um, applaud for that? (laughs) And the new business is Inhabit by Design, and it's pairing interior design with the science of good habits, helping you create or modify a space that is conducive to breaking or making habits. Cool. So the question I have for you, Lindsay, I saw you speak at a mastermind a couple weeks ago and you shared a quote by Dr. Joe Dispenza that I'm probably not going to get quite right, but it was something to the effect of to step into your future self, you have to leave the parts of you behind that can't go with. So I'm curious, either one of you or both of you, how did you consciously day in, day out, make the consistent good choices that would take you to the habits that you needed and leave the shitty ones behind that were not going to serve that highest version of you? That is such a good question. Yeah, I'll share the quote. You really did very well. And it's my favorite quote. I share it all the time because it's the thing that I look at every day for myself. But Dr. Joe Dispenza says, in order to step into a new future, so whatever it is in the future that you want, in order to step into that, you first have to confront the parts of you that are not going there. The thoughts, the habits, the people, sometimes the relationships, you just literally have to confront what isn't able to come with you into the next season. And it's, I would say for me, it's not a linear process. I think we love to believe we can go to the Tony Robbins event and walk across the coals and be like, I'm leaving this behind. And it's it's not at least that that smooth for me right now. I'm trying to even think of, I'm just becoming very aware of how this same fear that I've overcome in the past of, it's not just criticism. You know what it is? It's, it's this deep question. I think now that I've unearthed other versions of it, I'm seeing that at the root, what stops me most is this, it's just like a simple question. It's so beautiful, but it's so raw and real. Is it safe to be fully me? And I'm having to look at all the places where I'm not comfortable being fully me. And it's it's a process of noticing it in the moment. The, that's why I love Joe Dispenza. If anyone follows his work, he puts a science to it. And one of the practices he recommends is just a simple reflection at the end of the day. How'd I do? 
where did I find myself kind of falling into those old patterns or, oh, okay, I was in that conversation with my mom again. And all of a sudden, my mom's actually awesome. I'm using this as an example, but like maybe you have that person in your life who just kind of triggers that thing and you're doing great until you see that person. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, the moment I saw that person, I slipped right back into old habits. Okay. When that happens next time, because it will, how am I going to react differently? Mentally rehearse it. Actually go in and say like, okay, I'm going to see myself getting this text message that normally would send me totally into a spiral. And I'm going to close my eyes for a few minutes and practice myself reacting in a different way. Then when I wake up in the morning, my practice right now is to just have some quiet time. Those of you with kids, maybe it's not in the morning. It's whenever you can carve this out, right? But it's finding that time where you can get quiet, you can get still, and you can say, okay, who do I want to be today? When was the last time you actually woke up in the morning and the first thought or early in the day, you, you asked yourself this question, like, how do I want to show up today? Because it's not usually the default mode that I wake up in. Mine is like, she's kind of sassy. Like, usually I'll put on like some rap. <laughs> I'm like, in a, I'm in a rap era. Aisha knows we've been going to, we've been dancing every week. So there's this energy that I know my future self embodies. And it's not that she doesn't care what people think. She actually cares deeply for people, but she cares more for herself. And she listens to ratchet music. <laughs> and, you know, and I'll, I'll do the thing that helps me tap into that energy. And I just play this game. And I think this is where before I would sabotage myself because I would beat myself up when I fell out of it. And sometimes it's like my husband will wake up and it's like the first thing out of his mouth and I'm like, gone, it's gone because I'm just mad or I'm whatever. But I play this game to say like, how quickly can I tap into that? And I just play the game to see how long can I hold on to it? And I'm getting to the point where like I let go of things a lot faster, a lot faster. It's really cool once you start to realize this practice stuff works. And then I can tap back in easier. Not every day. And I don't, I still have not had one whole day where I feel like my highest self, like this next level self, I'm still very much in the in-between, like have some baby deer legs that feel really awkward. But I, I wake up and I consciously remember who is that person. I remember the practice, the visual practice I did the night before. Okay, how does she react when someone acts in this way that normally would trigger. And when you practice it, when you're not in the trigger, when you're not in the moment of the bad habit, whatever that is for you, then it allows you to start to cement some new habits so that when it comes up, you'll notice first your default reaction is like the, the way you always would react. And then you'll be like, oh, no, no, no. And I, I, what helps me is like, I just literally make it so fun. Like, I just make it so fun to catch myself in the act of the old habits. It's not significant. It's not like, oh, here you are again. You're never going to do it. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Oh, oh, look at you judging yourself. Yeah, that was old you. It's like your reels that you're making. You're, Lori's doing like these amazing skits. Watch her content in the next couple of weeks, like the new stuff she's been creating. Because it's like, when we can just laugh at ourselves and our humanness, I actually think it makes the growth process way less significant and way more fun. Oh, man, I love that so much. I, I almost want to leave it right there. But I just I want to add, give yourself more time than you think you need. Like when I say like, kind of, it's becoming, you know, leaving those old bad habits behind when I I'm just I'm using social content as such a thing for me right now, because I'm really trying to, one of my goals is to get better at it. And to make sure it's like, focusing on the audience that I want for future thing, things that I'm doing. 
And so in the beginning, I was saying, okay, on Tuesday, I'm going to write everything that I'm doing for the 30 days and record. That's so funny. Oh my God. Hilarious. So then I'm like, okay, it might take me two days to write it. And then it's going to take me two days to film it. And then sometimes it's like, okay, but do I have one extra little pocket to make sure I can film as well here? Where for three months, I gave myself one day and I beat myself up over and over because the day comes, I get four videos done out of 30. And I'm like, I suck. I'm terrible. I can't think of anything. Well, yeah, because you we're not giving ourselves enough time. And so I was just in the, I'm going to totally, I've been name dropping this mastermind, but I was just in the most amazing mastermind with the best people in this industry. And Jay Shetty was talking about how he does his content. Like you, you need a lot of time to write it. And then you need a lot of time to film it. And you need even more time than you think in the beginning because you're going to procrastinate and you're going to face off with yourself multiple times every single month. And it never ends. And so I'm literally in content days. This last week was my content days. And I watched myself. Have you ever hovered above your body? (laughs) I watched myself and said, you're doing it again. (laughs) And I watched how I went to the fridge and got four different beverages. (laughs) And I lined them up on my desk over and over. And I was like, are you done now? (laughs) Like, can we record some stuff and let it be okay if it sucks? And this is every month for me, you guys. I battle with like a toddler every Mm -hmm. month. And honestly, being in that room with those incredible people, I was like, oh, we're all the same. We're all doing the same thing. So you face off with yourself in your highest. When you are doing the things that you are called to do, it's like Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art, not The Art of War. That is a book. Don't get that one. The War of Art talks about how the closer you get to your life's calling, the higher the resistance will be. So if we are in our life's work, the resistance will be high all of the time. And so it's facing off with yourself, but having grace with it and being like, this is so cute. I love this. I get that you're so uncomfortable. I get that this is annoying. I get that you want to go and look on the Revolve site again because they upload new outfits every 30 (laughs) minutes. And it's always exciting. But you're going to sit and now we're going to turn your phone off for the next hour and you're going to record this. No matter how much it sucks, you're going to choose one to put out. You guys, I got to be honest, 90% of the content I'm putting out right now because my goal is consistency, right? That's what I said. My goal is to be consistent right now and to find my voice. So 90%, not joking, it might be 95. I don't like it. I read it and I'm like, I think it kind of sucks. Like I wouldn't engage with it. Like the people who are engaging are probably just being really nice. I'm be I'm honest. Like some of them, I'm like, that sucks. Like, and I do everything I can do to not delete it. I deleted one the other day. I was like, that's just bad. <laughs> and um, but that's the process. So put the shit out that is just face off with yourself. Have your, you know, your numbers of what you want to reach. Like know what success means to you that day. And to me, success just means consistency right now because I'm I'm in the atomic habits hundred photos. To me, I'm just doing the hundred photos right now. Like I'm just getting it out there. So I think this is really important for everyone to know, to be like, you're going to have a long period of time where if we looked back on Marie Forleo's content, right? We love her videos now. Who knows of her? We love her videos. But if you go back to the beginning, weren't that great guys? Like just putting stuff out to get better. And it's about the reps. So the reps are how you face off with yourself. And it's just like letting that be okay that that's the journey. Ugh, we've got time for okay, one let's more. Let's all go out and suck. Yeah. <laughs> let's go suck, suck, all right, suck. One more question, Shawnee. 
Girl high. Girl high. I'm Shawnee. My question, I just want to kind of go back to fun. It's, it's a fun question. So two parts for both of you. I feel like you two are like a girl crush for so many in here, me included. So who's your girl crush right now for both of you? And then what is your like turn up song? Or ratchet Ooh. song in your case. Oh, God. Oh. I got to look at my playlist. Yeah. My girl yeah. crush. I mean, Lori's one of them for sure. I feel like when you get to see. Yeah. So like present company excluded. I always go back to this example and I, I really, really take this to heart in how I'm building my business is Taylor Swift. So love or hate her music. We have something within Powerhouse Women called the Taylor Swift effect. And we, we literally focus on this because it's this idea that I watch the way she's grown her community and her, her business. She's a business, right? And I watch her see people, like individual people. So whenever people are like, Lindsay, at, at Powerhouse, how do you know everyone's name? It's because I pay attention because I want people to see me see people. Whether or not I know their name yet, I want them to see that like, oh, she knows our names. Like she, she cares about knowing our names. And I always think back to this video I saw a couple of years ago, and it was like Taylor Swift surprising fans with Christmas gifts, but not just like the same Christmas gift. I'm sure her team helped, but they like researched fans and put together like Christmas gifts that were for them. Because a fear I've always had is as this grows, will people still know how much I care on an individual level? And for me, like I, she's my girl crush in how she's able to make people feel like a part of the bigger picture, even though there are billions of people who follow her. So she's my business girl crush and Lori's my life girl crush. <laughs> oh, I, th I think I have a lot, but they're more like close to home. I, I've never, like, I love, okay, I love Gwen Stefani, but she's just, like, my overall. Also that. Like. <laughs> J-Lo, also. Yes, totally. Should we keep going? I mean, there's, okay, there is a few. But the close to home ones, like, because I take pieces. I want to be, like, pieces of everyone. And I think that if we're, I think if we're, no, I don't want to say right, but if we're doing life how I think it's supposed to be lived, I think we're supposed to interact with each other and take little pieces of like the, the best pieces and we can implement them into, into our lives. Right. So I could have girl crushes all night long and be like, I love that she wore that or said that or did that, or I love that about her. But Lindsay definitely for her patience, the way she shows up and she just, this girl literally truly fucking loves people. Like she loves people. And I have such a crush on her for how much she loves like, she wants to stay in love on everyone in this room. And I love you guys, but I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> like, it's just, it's who I am. You have different energetic capacities. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I love that. But I watch her and I, I want to embody that more in like the fewer, fewer relationships. And, and I look at people like Jenna Kutcher. She is a crush for me. Her brain with marketing and the way that she thinks and the way that she holds boundaries. That is like a girl crush moment for me the boundaries because, you know, she's had boundaries with me and I couldn't learn those until she had them with me and I was on the receiving end. So like at, at first it was like, whoa, this is a boundary. And then I was like, oh, this is a boundary. <laughs> and I can, I can choose to love her and some people won't because I, I saw the fork in the road where it was an option for me. 
I could be mad about it or I could love her and be like, that's so cool. That is so much more time for your family and whatever that looks like. And this is not the season for what I'm asking. So I have a girl crush on her for that. Jamie Kern Lima for just her tenacity and her, God, she loves people too. She just wants to pour into people and have them reach their dreams. Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, like close to home people that I get to talk to who I'm just like, wow, this mm-hmm. is so cool. So it was Girl Crush and then Turn Up Song. Turn Up Song. What's I'm your turn into up like song right sexy now? beats right now. Just like like ha- some Harry Styles, like Ooh. some, I don't know. Like I'm trying to look on my, on my stuff. Just <laughs> Lost in Japan. Who sings that? Is that Shawn Mendes? I don't know. I'm transporting somewhere else and I'm getting into like my, we're 17 ooh, I'm in again. my forties, but I'm still hot. Like, let's get, <laughs> let's go there. Like I'm on a beach again. Like I'm in, I'm like picturing this bikini on, like, I don't know. I have no idea. Don't ask. I love it. I love that. It's not happening, but it's so, happening in my head. That's, that's the best place. Well, I'm, I'm in by my myself rat- too. It's weird. I'm in my ratchet girl era. So right now, so there's this song that at this dance class I've been taking, he will play and he, the first time I heard him play this, he's like, this reminds me of you, Powerhouse Women. And it's called Link Up. And the whole chorus is like, bad bitches link up. And I was like, yes, that's it. So we're going to link up. And that's that, you guys. So we're going to wrap this. I'm so great. We're not wrapping, this fun? but we're going to wrap this. Yeah. Yay! Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network, and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton, and it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. 
I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.